The following program is sponsored by the National Prayer Chapel. It's time to blow the trumpet in Zion. Welcome to Pilgrim's Progress, brought to you by the National Prayer Chapel with Pastor Ray Greenley. We have literally come to the end of the age. Jesus spoke very specifically about what this end of the age would be. Let me share with you what Jesus said about this end of the age. We find it in Matthew, the 24th chapter. Jesus answered, Watch out that no one deceives you. For many will come in my name claiming I am the Christ or I am the Messiah and will deceive many. You will hear of wars and rumors of wars, but see to it that you are not alarmed. Such things must happen, but the end is still to come. Nation will rise against nation, and kingdom against kingdom. There will be famines and earthquakes in various places, All these are the beginning of birth pangs. We are now at that place in history. My heart is broken for America. We are a nation that has totally changed just in my lifetime. Technologies have advanced at a very rapid pace. When I was a child, there was no such thing as a computer or a cell phone. All of these technological changes have swept into our lives, but there has not been a similar improvement in the morals of America. Instead, morality in America has been utterly cast out. We have become, instead of a republic, we have become a nation under tyranny. The leadership of our nation claiming to be the Messiah has instead become the devil. We need a Cyrus-type leader to drain the swamp of our national politics. We are in a position of moving rapidly toward a progressive leftist agenda that will utterly destroy property rights, that will utterly destroy the most wonderful health system the world has ever known. Obamacare is already utterly unaffordable. Many reporting ten to $13,000 deductibles, 100% increases 
people are having to cancel their health care because they can no longer afford it, and now they will be fined by the IRS. We're in a position where the government now wants to force its citizens to purchase products that they want you to purchase. We're moving toward a national vaccine program where the people of America will be poisoned by mercury and other elements in these wicked vaccines. We have many things happening in this nation that our forefathers would have shuddered at. They would have condemned. And so as we move more and more toward a Marxist ideology, as the millennials in our country have no clue of the dangers of communism and Marxism and favorite over a republic, as I listen to the lies of our political leaders who have absolutely zero integrity, as I watch as the FBI, an institution that I used to highly respect, has become a joke, as I watch our Justice Department become utterly ungodly and unjust, anyone with any sensibility of the Christian faith recognizes the utter destruction that is taking place in America and the desperate need to cry out to God. In verse 9, Jesus continues, then you will be handed over to be persecuted and put to death. You will be hated by all nations because of me. This is already happening in the Middle East that America has set on fire. I'm sorry, I'm not an ignorant person. I am a graduate of a, of a fine graduate school. I have my master's. But I cannot for the life of me begin to understand or comprehend what the Bush dynasty was all about in making war on Iraq, Afghanistan, now Libya, Syria. Really? Was that necessary at the loss of American lives and trillions of dollars? We have become a beast power, utterly unrighteous. Many today are being handed over to persecution. We now know from the, from the leaks that have come out that President Obama and Hillary Clinton have been directly responsible with Saudi Arabia and Qatar for the tragedy that is called ISIS. It seems now that Russia has become a more righteous nation than America. The Bible is read in their public school system. Prayers are welcomed. They are the ones who are trying to destroy ISIS while America 
in spite of all of its pretense, is financing ISIS, supplying them with guns through Benghazi, and the ambassador is killed by Hillary Clinton and by President Obama because they did not want it to become public knowledge that they were funneling guns to ISIS through Benghazi? I look at these things and I shudder as an American and I say, how is this possible? How have our leaders become so desperately wicked, lying, cheating, stealing? The Clinton Foundation is recognized today as a criminal enterprise. It says, you will be hated by all nations because of me. At that time, many will turn away from the faith and will betray and hate each other. And many false prophets will appear and deceive many people. That's happening now. Because of the increase of wickedness, the love of most will grow cold. But he who stands firm to the end will be saved. And this gospel of the kingdom will be preached in the whole world as a testimony to all nations, and then the end will come. And I am standing by faith today that we are in the verge of this great prophecy in Matthew twenty four fourteen being fulfilled. I'm praying that whether Hillary Clinton wins or whether Donald Trump wins, that whatever happens will set the stage for the final loud cry of the gospel of righteousness and salvation to be preached in America, across this nation, and across the nations of this world. I pray, O God, come, send your Holy Spirit for this final great proclamation. This is what I set my hope on for revival at this end hour. Some people say, Pastor, there's nowhere in the scripture that talks about a great revival at the end of time. It just talks about a great falling away. Do you believe God would allow a great falling away and not also a great revival? Matthew twenty four fourteen is the basis for a, a, a great proclamation of righteousness in this last day. Verse 15, so when you see standing in the holy place, the abomination that causes desolation spoken of through the prophet Daniel, let the reader understand. Then let those who are in Judea flee to the mountains. I'm not going to try to interpret all of this, but verse 21 tells us exactly what's going to happen. For there will be great distress unequaled from the beginning of the world until now and never to be equaled again. If those days had not been cut short, no one would survive. But for the sake of the elect, those days will be shortened. I wonder if that's because of the nuclear bombs that may fall, the wars that may occur. We are in the final days 
of this age, and Jesus is coming again. At that time, if anyone says to you, look, here is the Christ, or there he is, do not believe it. For false Christs and false prophets will appear and perform great signs and miracles to deceive even the elect, if that were possible. So what's going to happen if suddenly the papacy in Rome announces aliens and those aliens come and they say, we are your masters and we are the Christ. Don't believe it. Believe the word of God. It will be a demonstration of demonic power like we have never seen in our lives. And it will be coupled with financial ruin. It will be coupled with famine and hunger and war. That's what we're walking into. Now, I wish I could think and believe and understand the scriptures to say that everything is going to be fine. Oh, it will be in the end, but it will not be for a period of time. We are facing such a horrendous hour. Verse 29, the sun will be darkened. The moon will not give its light. Stars will fall from the skies and the heavenly bodies will be shaken. This is coming soon. At that time, the sign of the Son of Man will appear in the sky and the nations of the earth will mourn. They will see the Son of Man coming on the clouds of the sky with power and great glory. And he will send his angels with a loud trumpet call, and they will gather his elect from the four winds from one end of the heavens to the other. Oh, no, there is no secret hidden catching away. It's going to be very public. Very public. Heaven and earth is going to pass away. But the words of Jesus will not pass away. Verse 36, no one knows that hour or day, not even the angels in heaven nor the Son, but only the Father. As it was in the days of Noah, so will it be at the coming of the Son of Man. For in the days before the flood, people were eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage up to the day Noah entered the ark, and they knew nothing about what would happen until the flood came and took them all away. That is how it will be at the coming of the Son of Man. Therefore, keep watch because you do not know on what day your Lord will come. But understand this, if the owner of the house had known what time of night the thief was coming, he would have kept watch and would have not let his house be broken into. So you also must be ready, because the Son of Man will come at the hour when you do not expect him. Please, my brother, my sister, don't get in a fight over politics. Don't fight over politics. Stand up for Jesus Christ. Stand up for righteousness. We are at the end of the age. We are now at the beginning of the final end of earth's history. 
I want to be found as a faithful and wise servant. I don't want to be a wicked servant. I don't want to believe that everything is going to continue as it is. Because it's not going to continue as it is. Jesus is coming again. And he is the answer to America's cry. He is the answer to the wickedness that we see bursting forth in America and across the world. He is the answer to the wickedness in Britain. Oh, there are godly men and women in England. There are godly men and women in America. There are godly men and women hidden all over the earth. If it were not for those Righteous men and women who seek the face of God. This world would have already perished. It would have been destroyed long ago. But for the sake of those precious men and women that the Lord is making righteous, he extends the time. Now let me read another passage of Scripture to you. Second Peter. The second chapter. I'm going to begin with verse 1. There were also false prophets among the people, just as there will be false teachers among you. They will secretly introduce destructive heresies, even denying the sovereign Lord who bought them. Our political leaders have denied the sovereign Lord, they have denied Jesus Christ. They have brought in destructive heresies. Peter writes, They will bring swift destruction upon themselves. Many will follow their shameful ways and will bring the way of truth into disrepute. In their greed, these teachers will exploit you with stories they've made up. Their condemnation has long been hanging over them. And their destruction has not been sleeping. For if God did not spare angels when they sinned, but sent them to hell, putting them into gloomy dungeons to be held for judgment, if he did not spare the ancient world when he brought the flood on the ungodly people, but protected Noah, a preacher of righteousness, and seven others, if he condemned the cities of Sodom and Gomorrah by burning them to ashes and made them an example of what's going to happen to the ungodly, and if he rescued Lot, a righteous man who was distressed by the filthy lives of lawless men, for that righteous man living among them day after day was tormented in his righteous soul by the lawless deeds he saw and heard, I have to tell you today, It's all I can do to keep the tears from flowing. For I am tormented by the lawless deeds of the wicked today in America. My soul is tormented by the wickedness of our president. My soul is tormented by the wickedness of our presidents. Bushes, Clintons, 
Obama. Utterly wicked, wicked men and women. Destroying this beautiful hill, light on a hill, destroying it, tearing it down. Lying. Lying. But I'm encouraged by verse 9. The Lord knows how to rescue godly men from trials and to hold the unrighteous for the day of judgment. Oh, the day of judgment for the leadership of America is coming. The day of judgment is coming for men and women who have supported this wickedness, who've become fabulously wealthy at the expense of your jobs. As America has shipped its manufacturing to China and Mexico and everywhere around the earth because they did not want to pay the laborers. And so this progressive leftist agenda has destroyed Detroit, Michigan, Flint, Michigan, Chicago, and many other cities across this nation. The Rust Belt has been created by the wicked policies of our presidents and the Congress. God will not hold them without judging. He sees the poverty they have created. He sees the hardship they have created. I urge you not to participate with them in their darkness and in their lies and in their politics. Or the judgment of God will come upon you. I have had to earnestly repent before God for voting for Mr. Bush because of the immense bloodshed he brought to the earth. I've had to repent for our Supreme Court, for the babies they've approved as they've been murdered and their baby parts sold for research. Worse than Germany and Nazism. My heart is so broken today. We stand on the right on the verge of destruction and judgment from God in America. And I've prayed for so long. Oh God, yes, send judgment, but send it under repentance and not unto destruction. Oh Lord, I pray that today. I pray you will not destroy America because of our sin but I pray your judgment will be measured. I pray, O God, that you will send revival upon this land. Surely there is still many good people in this nation, men and women who will repent 
Men and women who love you, Jesus, but who have been lied to by their pastors, and they've been taught a cheap Gnostic gospel. They've been taught a gospel that tells them there's no power in the blood of Jesus to deliver them. They've been told that they can continue to walk in their sins and they're okay. Lord, these lying pastors have deceived your people. I pray, Lord, you will bring forth a righteous word in America, that you will send a righteous revival of godliness in this nation before we are utterly destroyed unto destruction. Lord, how can we not be sober today? How can we not cry out to you today? We stand on the verge of making a decision that will destroy America if we're not very careful that you will bring your judgment unto destruction upon. Lord, the baby's blood cries out to you. The blood of the innocent cry out to you, Jesus. Don't allow the wicked to succeed in their schemes, but, oh God... Send your Holy Spirit revival and bring righteousness to this nation. Mighty God, your word says the Lord knows how to rescue godly men from trials. Lord, I pray you will rescue the godly men and women in America today. Lord, rescue your people. Uncover the fullness of the wickedness of the leadership of America in the Supreme Court, in the Senate, in the House, in the White House. Lord, uncover the fullness of the wickedness that it may be plainly seen and repented of. It says, you know how, Lord Jesus, to bring judgment while continuing their punishment. You said this is especially true of those who follow their corrupt desires of the sinful nature and despise authority. Oh, Lord, bring your judgment. But please, Jesus, bring it under repentance. Please don't destroy America. But, Lord, give us a few more years under the anointing of your Holy Spirit to proclaim a gospel of of salvation and righteousness to this nation. Oh, Jesus, have mercy upon us, for we have sinned against you. We have chosen ungodly leaders. We have chosen men and women of bloodlust as our leaders, men and women of war and destruction and deception. Lord, send your Holy Spirit. Rescue America, almighty God. Drain the swamp of wickedness that we have long witnessed in this nation. Send forth your word, Jesus. I pray in your holy name. Amen.
Peter continues. Bold and arrogant, these men are not afraid to slander celestial beings. Yet even angels, although they are stronger and more powerful, do not bring slanderous accusations against such beings in the presence of the Lord. But these men blaspheme in matters they do not understand. They are like brute beasts, creatures of instinct, born only to be caught and destroyed. And like beasts, they too will perish. That describes the political leadership today of America. Brute beasts, creatures of instinct, born only to be caught and destroyed and like beasts. They too will perish. I know this is going to be the judgment of God that will do this, not the judgment of man. The judgment of God himself is coming upon this nation. We have set up idols across the nation. We've worshipped at the God, Moloch, in the offering of our babies as sacrifices, blood sacrifices. Over 60 million babies have been murdered in America. The abortion industry runs wide open. Do you think, honestly, we can do this and not have the judgments of God fall upon America? Do you think we can move into nations without provocation? and murder the innocent men, women, and children, bombing and destroying? Do you think we can set up a wicked organization like ISIS that will burn the Christians, many Muslims, and Azidis? Do you think we can do that in cooperation with one of the most wicked nations in the world, Saudi Arabia? They are a people utterly without dignity. They are utterly wicked and filled with shame. Qatar? Giving a million dollars to the Clintons and them not declaring it while she works at the State Department? Do you think that people can get away with this and God is not going to judge? Verse 13, this is Second Peter, the second chapter. Verse 13, they will be paid back with harm for the harm they have done. Their idea of pleasure is to carouse in broad daylight. They are blots and blemishes reveling in their pleasures while they feast with you with eyes full of adultery. They never stop sinning. They seduce the unstable. What a description of Bill and Hillary Clinton. They are experts in greed and a cursed brood. They have left the straight way and wandered off to follow the way of Balaam, who loved the wages of wickedness. I'm terrified. I'm brokenhearted. 
I don't know how to even begin to talk about this. I'm stumbling today. Because I don't know how to talk about it. I don't want to be partisan. I'm not talking politics. I'm talking morality. Ungodliness, wickedness at highest places. And because we're a republic, we are responsible for those we elect. And the judgments of God will rest on you for the wickedness that you have voted into power. That's why I've had to repent for even voting for the Bushes. I think back in the scriptures. The Lord reveals something that I want to say to you. Genesis, the sixth chapter, verse one. When man began to increase in number on the earth and daughters were born to them, the sons of God saw that the daughters of men were beautiful and they married any of them they chose. And the Lord said, My spirit will not contend with man forever, for he is mortal. That word mortal in the Hebrew literally means he is corrupt. Like a basket of fruit that has rotted, not fit for consumption. Says his days will be numbered. 120 years. Now the Nephilim were on the earth in those days, and also afterward there are many of us who believe that the Nephilim were the offspring of the sons, as it says, the sons of God making love with the daughters of men, probably angels, creating these giants, these Nephilim. These were the heroes of old, men of renown, giants. Verse 5, The Lord saw how great man's wickedness on the earth had become, and that every inclination of the thoughts of his heart were only evil all the time. The Lord was grieved. The Lord was grieved. Grieved that he had made man on the earth and his heart was filled with pain. Literally, he was cut to the heart. He was broken hearted as he looked at the wickedness upon the earth. Jesus said, even as it was in the days of Noah, so will it be in the days of the Son of Man in Matthew 24. God's heart is again grieved over the world and its wickedness. And especially God's heart is grieved over America. There's never been a nation in the history of the world like America. 
No nation has ever enjoyed such a luxurious lifestyle. And, quite frankly, no nation in the history of the world has ever been as generous with its money in helping the poor as America has been. But we, too, have gone the way of occultism and witchcraft, filthiness and wickedness in the highest places. And if you know God today, you know that his heart is deeply grieved, that he is pained in his heart. So the Lord said, I will wipe mankind whom I have created from the face of the earth, men and animals, creatures that move along the ground, the birds of the air, for I am grieved that I have made them. But Noah found favor in the eyes of the Lord. Noah was a righteous man, blameless among the people of his time, and he walked with God. Now the earth was corrupt in God's sight and was full of violence. God saw how corrupt the earth had become, and for all the people on earth, they had corrupted their ways. Again, that word corrupted means utterly rotten fruit of no value. So God said to Noah, I'm going to put an end to all people, for the earth is filled with violence. Because of them, I am surely going to destroy both them and the earth. So make yourself an ark of cypress wood. Make rooms in it and coat it with pitch inside and out. And the flood came upon the earth. And the flood destroyed all living creatures on the face of the earth. This time, God is not going to destroy the earth with water. He's going to burn it. And there is only one ark. The ark's named, it is Jesus, the Son of the living God, who died on Calvary for your sins and for mine, but we must enter into that ark and avail ourselves of what has been provided for us or we will surely be burned in the judgments of God. And that brings me to another passage of Scripture. Our dear sister, Catherine, yesterday during the welcome at the National Prayer Chapel, read this beautiful psalm of encouragement to us. We needed it. It brought joy to our heart. I want to share portions of it with you also today. I know I've been very strong and very straight in what I've said to you today, but I want you to know we live in a desperate, desperately wicked time, and America is about to tip over. 
and the judgments of God are about to fall upon us. Psalm 118 Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. His love endures forever. Let Israel say, His love endures forever. Let the house of Aaron say, His love endures forever. Let those who fear the Lord say, His love endures forever. And I say to you today, because I fear the Lord, His love endures forever. The psalmist continues, In my anguish I cried to the Lord, and he answered by setting me free. The Lord is with me, I will not be afraid. What can man do to me? The Lord is with me. He is my helper. I will look in triumph on my enemies. Who are my enemies? My enemies are the enemies of God. My enemies are the enemies of God. I don't know if I can find it for you quickly. No, I can't take calls yet. There is a a wonderful song. Let me read it to you. I can't sing it for you. I wish I could, but I'm not a, a vocalist. It says, Your enemies are my enemies. Your foe is my foe. You are the one who can set me free. Deliver your servant. Your enemies are my enemies. Your foe is my foe. I will not rest until you have made your enemies a footstool for thy feet. Search my soul and deliver me. Make me a vessel in your kingdom. Search my soul and deliver me. Make me an ensign for your people. Your enemies are our enemies. Your foes are our foes. We will not rest until your holy hill enthrones your kingdom. Your enemies are our enemies. Your foes are our foes. We will not rest until your holy hill enthrones your kingdom. Search your land and deliver her. Make us warriors in your kingdom. Search your land and deliver her. Make us warriors in your kingdom. Make us warriors in your kingdom. Deliver your holy hill. That's where my heart is. 
In my anguish I cried to the Lord, and he answered, By setting me free. The Lord is with me, I will not be afraid. What can man do to me? The Lord is with me, he is my helper. I will look in triumph on my enemies. It is better to take refuge in the Lord than to trust in man. My trust is not in any man except the man, Jesus the Christ. His enemies are my enemies. His enemies are my enemies. It is better to take refuge in the Lord than to trust in a prince. I was pushed back and about to fall. Verse 13, but the Lord helped me. The Lord is my strength and my song. He has become my salvation. Shouts of joy and victory resound in the tents of the righteous. The Lord's right hand has done mighty things. The Lord's right hand is lifted high. The Lord's right hand has done mighty things. Lord Jesus, I ask that your people could begin to shout with shouts of joy and victory that that would resound in the tents of the righteous, that your right hand would move to deliver America, that you would do mighty things to bring righteousness back into the heart and lives of the American people, that you would lift up morality once more in our government, that you would expose the wicked and cast them out. Let the right hand of the Lord be lifted high. Let the right hand of the Lord do mighty things for your people. And we will praise you, Jesus. We will honor you above all the earth. For you alone are God. And every man and woman's life is in your hands. To judge, to deal with according to our righteousness or our wickedness. I will not die but live and will proclaim what the Lord has done. Lord, thank you. I pray in your mighty name. Amen. Now, verse 19 begins to talk about what must happen. And I have been praying these verses of Scripture, both for myself, for the National Prayer Chapel, for you, and for America. This is Psalm 118. Verse 19. 
open for me. Open for us. The gates of righteousness. I will enter and give thanks to the Lord. This is the gate of the Lord through which the righteous may enter. I will give you thanks for you answered me. You have become my salvation. We must enter, we Americans must enter the gates of righteousness, the word meaning innocence. We must enter the gate that has cut off abortion in America. We must enter the gate that brings justice to the poor. We must open the gate that brings justice to the wicked. We must have a Supreme Court that is godly. We must have an FBI that is not cowardly. We must have a Department of Justice that is led by a righteous person, not a cowardly compromiser, not a wicked politician. Our churches must be pastored by men and women of righteousness, not compromisers, not men and women who are simply there as hirelings to entertain, to gather their salary and their benefits. Our churches must be pastored by righteous men and women. We must repent and turn from all wickedness we must pray that the gates of righteousness would open for us as well as America. And then we can say, verse 24, with integrity, this is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. I am not glad today. I'm crying out to God that he would answer my prayer and bring revival to America. Let's pray. Almighty God, I have spoken the word you've put in my heart, and I am asking you to lift up the banner of righteousness in America. I'm asking that the wicked would be cast down and cast out. I'm asking that as we teeter on the edge of destruction, that you would not bring judgments unto destruction, but rather judgments unto repentance, that you would breathe revival across this land, that you would bring forth a godly people unto salvation. Lord, let your name be lifted up over America once more. Let the Bible be read in our schools. Let those who are not Christian be brought to you, Jesus. The mission field has invaded America. Lord, let them be turned now from Allah 
to Jesus. Let them be turned from Hinduism to Jesus, from Buddhism to Jesus. Lord, lift up a great revival of godliness across this nation. Rebuke the wicked and cast them from us. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. I ask, would you please join me in praying throughout this day in accord with the Spirit. You've been listening to Pilgrim's Progress. I'm Pastor Ray Greenley from the National Prayer Chapel. My anguish is incredible as I look now at what's happening to our nation. Please pray. As you pray, the Lord will hear and he will answer. God bless you, my brother, my sister. This is the day that the Lord has made. And we will rejoice as we see his glorious hand move in victory. God bless you. I love you. Before the presence of His glory